I think in life, we, we, we do go through some of these hard times, but we're never going to know um, if we can do something or not until we try. And so I would rather err on the side of trying something that I may not be ready for than playing it safe. The learnings and motivation that I took from that and the going through that, like seeing myself at like rock bottom, like I wouldn't trade that experience for anything because I know now what that feels like. And, and I can always look back and compare, you know, how do I feel right now in comparison to that? Well, I feel fine right now. Right. And, and so the learnings and everything that I take away from that, I don't think I would trade. Um, it's, it's just made me a better runner and a better, better individual. I feel like, um, in my life. And so running hundred miles seems impossible and maybe even kind of crazy. And it is, but we believe in big, crazy dreams. That's why we ran 100 miles. It was such a life-changing experience for us, we decided to devote this podcast to preparing and inspiring you to run your first ultra race. Are you ready to feel the highest highs and the lowest lows? Are you ready to do what you once thought was impossible? Are you ready for your trail to 100? Thank you for joining us here on Trail to 100. I'm Jacob Bateman, and joined along with me is my beautiful and lovely wife, Melody. Hello. And joined along with us today, we have a special guest we are extremely excited about. We have Derek Fletcher, who is training for his first 50 miler. So Derek, welcome on to the podcast today. We're glad that you came on. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, you guys. Awesome. So Derek, we just want to jump right into it. What motivated you to sign up for a 50 mile race? Oh, um, for this one, a little bit of redemption. Um, but um, what motivated me to sign up for my first one was just kind of like, the idea of pushing myself to, to find out where my limits are. Um, I really want to know what my body can do and I want to, I want to feel accomplished after seeing it happen. And so, um, that was kind of the motivation. That's kind of how I've done everything in my life. And so, um, just see where the limit is. Why is that important to you to find the limit? I don't know. It just has been something that I've, uh, ever since I was young, just, you know, how good can I get at this? How, you know, how many times can I do this? Or, or I don't know, it's just something that's always been ingrained in me um, is finding, finding what the limit is and seeing what I can do. So do you not, not to put you on the spot or anything, but, but is it about like being the best? I wouldn't say being the best, because if you, if you look at my times, I'm definitely a back of the pack runner, but um, maybe the best in my head being the best me that I can be, um, I like it probably, probably is, a, a a better best, I guess, to answer that question. Um, I, I think another thing to think about, or uh, another motivation, um, behind running is, is doing hard things, right? I, I know life's made up of a bunch of hard times and, and, you know, we all go through different waves and things like that, but, um, now that I, I have a daughter, um, proving to her that you can do hard things, you can get through those, those hard points in your life and, and come out successful on the other end. And so, um, I guess if you want to look at the, you know, a more sentimental version of it, that's, that's probably another, 
another motivation that motivates me to run ultras. So. Wow. End of the episode right there. That that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's, all, that's all we need. I wow. love that. I love that. I can, uh, I can highly relate with that. Um, because, um, I much like you, I am a back of the packer. Um, I don't think I've ever really finished it. Well, past like marathon distance, I've never finished in the, even in the front half of a race. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but still finishing is just a victory because I know that through that training and that process and the pushing that I've becoming the best version of myself. And so yeah. that's, that's ultimately the win that I'm trying to get, you know, through that all. So you said that you said that it was a redemption. This 50 miler was a redemption. Does that mean that you have signed up for a previous 50 miler and like, so tell us, tell us, tell us about this redemption. What are you getting at here? Yeah. So this race coming up here at the, uh, I guess, end of the month, start of the next month it is my redemption from my first attempt at a 50 miler, um, where I, I DNF'd. And so my first attempt at a, at an ultra marathon was just over a year ago. Um, and I, um, realistically really wasn't that prepared for that race. Um, had I had just barely started running about nine months prior to that and oh, so wow I, I had kind of jumped in and bit off a little bit more than I could chew and uh didn't didn't uh quite make it and so um I missed mid, missed a cutoff and um the the race director was there and asked if uh he said if you can if you can manage uh eight minute miles from here on out I'll let you finish but uh if you can't I I don't think I can let you go on and there was no way I was running eight minute miles after that. So what mile were you at when that happened? I was at mile 27. So just over a marathon. So I guess technically I've run an ultra, but I don't count it in my books. So I count it. If you remember the 26 <laughs> miles, it's an ultra. You're an ultra runner. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Melody. <laughs> You're welcome. So do you mind diving into that story a little bit more? What race yeah. was it? Um, just kind of telling us how that went, how you felt when you DNF the thoughts and the feelings of, of signing up for that and then DNFing. Yeah. So, um, I guess I'll start, maybe I'll back up a little bit before that and talk about when I started getting into running about nine months prior to that race and then why I decided to sign up and, and all those fun things talk through that. But, um, so I was a, I'm a pandemic runner. I don't know if if that's a term, but I I'm deeming it a term, but I started running essentially because I was, I was at home from work and uh, my wife was also working from home at the time. And we decided to, Hey, like, why don't we try getting back in shape? And um, why don't we go on some runs or walks during the day uh, for lunch? And so that's kind of where it started. Um, and uh, that, snowballed a little bit, um, after the first little bit of, of that, um, into, Hey, this is, this has been really fun. I want to see if I can run a half marathon and ended up running that just on a Saturday. I just picked a Saturday and was like, I'm going to go out. Um, my wife was, she, she loves running, but she doesn't really like running long distances. And so she, she said, I'll, I'll be at the finish line for you. Um, and so I just mapped out a course on Strava and, um, pushed start and started running and, um, no, that, that was fun. And then after that, I, I said, well, I, I kind of want to run a marathon now at the end of the summer. Right. 
what's the next step from a from a half marathon marathon is a marathon and so it's like well why don't why don't I try doing that and my wife said well why don't you look for a a marathon to sign up for and you know that that way you have some support along the way um, and you have people to run with um, and so I started looking at some different marathons and I found the skyline marathon which at this point I had not run on trails at all um, I was not a trail runner. I was running on Ogden Parkway, which is just a, a paved path through downtown Ogden. Um, and, and Skyline's thought, a tough marathon. <laughs> That's a lot of climbing. I thought, well, I mean, how much harder could it really be? And I <laughs> ended up signing up for, uh, I guess on their website, they call it one of the hardest marathons um, in Utah. Um, <laughs> so, so signed up for that, dove head first into this thing called trail running and I signed up <laughs> it was about a month it's about a month before the race um and so I hadn't run on trails yet um so I went went into our local running shop and said hey I I signed up for a race um I need to need to pick up um some shoes because I knew trail shoes were a thing you yeah. know and and they said, oh, here, let's get you fitted into this pair. And so they put me in a pair of a uh, pair of Hoka's um, and started running in those. Didn't didn't love them, um, if I'm being honest, but um, that's beside the point. Anyways. Um, <laughs> All right. On. Hoka's crossed off the list. Don't lie. <laughs> don't. Well, just the one that I was in, I, there are a few that I like. Gotcha. Um, just, just the one that I was in didn't feel great. Um after like five miles, it just really hurt my foot. And so, yeah. Um, but, uh, so I went on like an 18 miler two weeks before that on the, on the same course as the skyline marathon. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this is going to be easy. This will be good. I think I'm fine. Was that an easy run for you. You were at 18 miles on the trails and it was fine. Well, I mean, there was a lot of hiking, but sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. All running the downhill is fine. Um, I did that about two weeks before. And it, it was, I mean, it was hard, but it was in my head. I don't know. It was a lot of mixture of hiking and then running the flats and the downhills. And it, it wasn't too terrible. Um, and I thought, Oh, okay, this is going to be easy. Um, I'll, you know, I'll run this marathon. It's going to be great. And I got to the marathon and it was terrible. It was horrible. <laughs> um, but I finished. Um, I just remember climbing. Um, so with, with the skyline, you go up one side, um, up one mountain down to a pass and then up another mountain. Um, and that second climb just murdered me. Um, it was, I called, called my wife. I'm like, Hey, I'm turning around. Can you come pick me up? I'm done with this race. And she's like, Nope, we paid money. You're finishing. Get up the mountain. Yes. <laughs> so, good wife. Good wife. And, yeah. I love it. <laughs> So I ended up finishing that race. Um, and I, I told her afterwards, I'm like, I'm done running. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. This isn't, this isn't for me. And so then every runner ever <laughs> about, uh, two, two weeks later, um, I started, I, I had finished a book that I was reading that I had actually started during the, during the marathon um and listening listening to the book not reading I guess but listening to it um and I decided hey this David Goggins guy seems to know what he's doing and he just jumps into things so uh 
why don't I sign up for a 50 miler? And, and so I, I told my wife about it and she thought I was crazy, but loved me and supported me and knew that she probably, probably couldn't talk me out of it at this point. So I signed up for Arches Ultra, um, which is down there in Moab, Utah and trained, um, for the next few months, um, and, uh, showed up at race day and just, it, it was, uh, the race runs on slick rock. And so it's a lot of, it's really hard. And then it's a lot of up and downs really like you go up five feet, down five feet, up five feet, down five feet, up five feet, down five feet. And so, um, it just wasn't something that I was used to running on. Um, and it just worked my muscles a lot differently. And I was toast by like mile 15. And so I essentially did a lot of walking after that or hiking, I guess we call it hiking after that speed hiking. (laughs) Well, I don't know if there's a lot of speed going on with it, but, (laughs) um, but, um, yeah, I I got, got to a a certain point and the, the race director kind of uh, pulled me aside and said, Hey, I I think you're done. So, um, but yeah, that, that's kind of the, the, uh, um, the lead up to that, some of the feelings, I guess you asked about, um, when that, that moment happened, I was, I don't know, I was pretty, I was mad. I was a little mad at myself for thinking, for thinking that I could do something like this. I I felt a little foolish and stupid. Um, after, after the race, I talked to a few people and they're like, yeah, why would you even think to sign up for a race when you'd only been running for nine months? And, you know, are you, are you an idiot? Like, of course you DNF'd. And so there were just some comments like that. So I, I just kind of got mad at myself and, did, and then did people I really call you an idiot. Yeah. There's, there's one individual that, <laughs> that called oh me. Oh my that. goodness. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't, I don't talk to him anymore, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And so it was, you know, it, it was hard for about, I'd say a couple weeks after that. Um, and I was like, Hey, like, I'm just going to go out for a run. I think I took two weeks off of running about, and then went out for a little bit longer of a run and, um, still was very sore (laughs) at that time. Um, and, um, I just, I kind of realized that it was a little bit more about getting through those hard times rather than, you know, dwelling on them. And I kind of made that decision that, Hey, this, I'm not going to let this be the end of my running story. And I'm, I'm going to give it another go. And so I signed up for trail trash, um, and gave myself plenty of runway. Um, well, at least I felt plenty of runway and, uh, how how much time, how much time did you give yourself for this one? So, um, that was about February when I signed up last year. And so I gave myself just over a year. Um, awesome. so I, I knew that I was signing up, um, about a year in advance and which I mean, give or take, I guess it may not be enough, but I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out this next or April 2nd. So two weeks from now. April so. 2nd. Okay. We will return right back to our show after a word from our sponsor for the ultimate in backcountry comfort. Check out the high quality gear of Teton hammock company. 
Whether you're going for an overnight trip or a week-long adventure, the ultralight outdoor equipment from the Teton Hammock Company will keep you warm, dry, and sleeping like a baby. Their products are made of top-quality materials that outperforms all others. Check them out at tetonhammocks.com. With an S, that is tetonhammocks.com. Hang with the best, Teton Hammock Company. Now back to the episode. So looking back at your first attempted 50 miler, what did you learn from, from like that experience? Um, what are you changing? I guess, as you, that through this new training, um, good question. experience. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a good question. Um, obviously there's been a lot more running that's happened, a lot more base that's been built up. Um, but I, I focused a good, a good portion of my training, um, leading up to this ultra on a lot of lower heart rate, um, training. And so, um, even now, um, right now, like all, all the way through really, um, but I made it a very, very hard focus right at the start because I knew during that ultra, my heart rate was pretty high (laughs) the whole race. And so, Um, I, I really wanted to focus on that and make sure that my heart rate was, was lower at at my perceived efforts and to be able to train that. So that way, when I was doing my next one, I'd have a a bigger engine, if you will, to be able to go out and and finish an event like this. And so a different, different approach to training, um, for sure. I've done a lot more research on fueling, um, experimented with different types of fueling, um, and, uh, yeah, I think there's, there's, there's a lot of learnings that have happened. Um, I mean, I think about all the miles that have been run and all the long runs and, you know, different things like that. I'm, there's a lot going into this new race, um, or this next race, um, that I think I'll pull from. I'm curious about your nutrition. What, what have you, how have you experimented and what have you figured out works for you? So, um, I was strictly using like cliff gels before this, um, like cliff gels and, um, water essentially. Uh And it, that, that really wasn't doing super well for me. Um, (laughs) my stomach didn't love it. Um, and so I've, I've switched over to some more real food. I've found some foods that I can eat, um, and, and still, still run, not feel like there's a rock in my stomach or anything like that. But then weird, like, is there anything weird that you eat that just totally works for you? I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Peanut butter sandwiches. Not too weird. I don't know. Okay. I brought pizza. I brought pizza. Like we have to. Okay. That pizza. (laughs) We we actually really like running with pizza. (laughs) Pizza. Pizza's good. Um, I haven't, I haven't tried this, but have you guys heard of, uh, Josh's spam noodles? No, no, but that sounds oh. disgusting. <laughs> what are spam noodles? So we, me and Josh went on a run. Oh, this is probably when we first met. We'd we'd known each other for like a month by this time, and and we get up to the saddle of Ben Loman there, and uh, and he pulls out a bag of spam noodles, and he's oh. like, "You want some?" I'm like, no. What do you? Ooh, that sounds nasty. <laughs> and uh, so I I kind of made fun of him for a minute for it for, for, I don't know, a good six months, but he actually just had me over at his house the other day and gave me some and they're not bad. They're not bad. So 
but I haven't run with him yet. I haven't run with him yet. He said that he, so Josh is actually coming down and, and running this ultra with me. And uh, he he said that he is bringing, um, bringing some spam noodles with him. So he will be eating those. I'm sticking with my pizza and uh, quesadillas and peanut butter (laughs) jelly sandwiches. So that sounds much better to me. And for you listeners who might not know, uh, you actually can go back. Josh Bryant appeared on our podcast twice. twice. Uh, so if that doesn't give you a reason, if you haven't listened to our Josh Bryant episodes, I don't know what would <laughs> a man who eats spam noodles. <laughs> you know, it, it works for him. So I don't, I don't know anybody else that's run from Arizona to, to Idaho and been just fine afterwards. So it must work for him. So uh, apparently, you know, that that's why I like to ask. I feel like ultra runners, you just figure out what works for you. And yeah, uh, it's just interesting what works for some people and what doesn't work for other people. Yeah, I, I do still have some gels that I use. They're spring, spring energy gels. They're more of a natural yes. type um, gel instead of loading it up with sugar. Um, I'll eat those ones um, as well. And then I use Tailwind um, as, uh, just a small little bit, bit of toe in there just to keep some electrolytes flowing in me. Um, but yeah. So. Okay. Were you going to say something? Um, kind of just going back a little bit. I really, okay. I don't know. I'm hung up a little. I, I really like how you talked about, I liked how you shared about how you kind of felt foolish and a for trying to shoot for 50 miles within nine months of starting running. But honestly, to me, like, I think that is awesome that you went for it, even though it didn't happen that, that you went for it. So do you regret signing up for that 50 miler at all? Now, now that it's been, you know, some time has passed, like how, how do you view on DNFing that now? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. No, I don't regret signing up for that race and and running that race. Um, I think in life we, we, we do go through some of these hard times, but we're never going to know, um, if we can do something or not until we try. And so I would rather err on the side of trying something that I may not be ready for than playing it safe. The learnings and motivation that I took from that and the going through that, like seeing myself at like rock bottom, like I wouldn't trade that experience for anything because I know now what that feels like. And, and I can always look back and compare, you know, how do I feel right now in comparison to that? Well, I feel fine right now. Right. And, and so the learnings and everything that I take away from that, I don't think I would trade. Um, it's, it's just made me a better runner and a better, better individual. I feel like, um, in my life. And so I can tell why Josh likes running with you now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about Josh Bryan a lot in this interview. And for once again, listeners, check out our, our episodes with Josh there. Um, because I remember when Josh, Josh had a goal and he said this on the podcast, he wanted to win the Wasatch 100. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, that is a big goal. You know, that's one of like the four, like, legend you know all time he told everyone with no shame yeah 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 like people ask josh about his goals and he's like i want to win the wasatch 100 i'm going for it this year like he didn't even say like one day he's like i want to do it this year and it and it didn't happen for him um you know he had a rough race actually 
but uh, I just thought it was awesome. And, you know, and that he was just, you know, I'm going for it, you know, and uh, because if you never try, like, you know, there's the old saying, if you shoot for the stars and hit the moon, well, at least you got to the moon, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> rather than you're just still sitting there on earth twiddling your thumbs. Um, yep. So I, I love that. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. That I find that inspiring. I find you going for that and, and just making that a goal. Like I do. I really find that inspiring what you've tried to do. We're all about that. And also David Goggins got us too. Yes. <laughs> he was the reason we signed up for a 50. Yeah. Yeah. We yep. finished that book. <laughs> so I have a question on, do you feel like the things that you've learned thus far in ultra running, how do you feel like these lessons you've learned have transferred over into your real life? Oh, you know, I, I think there's probably quite a bit of crossover between running and life. Um, if, if you go back and think about it, um, I mean, one of the biggest parallels I think that I can draw is probably consistency, right? Um, if you're, if you're not a consistent runner, um, sometimes accomplishing those running goals is hard, right? It, it's, you're not, you're not getting, getting out there and doing the things that you need to on a consistent basis. And in life, um, if you, if you have a job, right. You need to show up every day, right. You need to, or when you actually have work, um, right. You need to, you need to show up and, and be present and be, be aware. Um, there's also like, I mean, a lot of parallels as far as like going through those hard times that we've talked about, um, in life, like life's not made up of sunshine and roses, right. There's going to be hard times and knowing that you can get past those, um, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of, a lot of parallels that you can, you can draw, um, from, but I think, I think the people that I've met along the way, um, while I've been running have been some of the, some of my closest friends now. Um, and those connections have made me a better person seeing them out there. I think it's also like the environment as well, getting out and understanding that you're part of something bigger. I don't know. Those are, those are a bunch of different thoughts running through my head when you asked me that question, but um, I'm sure if I, if I stop to think about it, there's, there's probably hundreds of parallels between life and life and running. And so, oh yeah, we could have a hundred episodes on that. I feel like next podcast. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I, I feel like you mentioned the environment and this is something that Jacob and I talk about all the time is the ultra running environment. And we really, we always thought it was awesome, especially when, when we did our self-supported hundred, and I don't even like to call it self-supported because it wasn't self-supported. We had so many friends and family help us, but all of our friends and family came and helped us. And we're like, wow, this is awesome. Look at all these people coming together to help. And, and then when we volunteered at Wasatch 100, we were like, wow, this environment is phenomenal. Look at all of these people who are sacrificing sleep and time. And they're working so hard to support these other runners and looking at the pacers, helping, helping the racers. And it just is so beautiful. It's just really beautiful. How, how ultra runners just help each other and cheer each other on. And it's, and it is always about just being the best version of yourself and helping other people reach their goals. It's just awesome. Yeah. I would 100% agree with that. So when is you're talking like this, this next 50 mile attempt is, is close. 
Um, yeah. April 2nd. April 2nd. So I think we got, uh, let me pull up my calendar here. Yeah, like two weeks, three weeks. Wow. How are you feeling? What's we- going through your head and your heart? Oh, you know, there's, there's a lot. I was kind of talking um, about this a little bit, but, uh, you know, it, thinking back about all the training that's happened, all the different runs and experiences that I've, that I've had along the way, like, I, I want to say that I feel confident and I, I definitely do feel confident for that first it's, it's a lap race. So the two laps essentially. And, um, like I feel definitely confident for that first one, but I, I'll be honest, I have no idea how that second lap's going to go. And, and so my goal is just to leave the aid station during that second lap and just go for it. Right. And, you know, yeah. um, I think there's, there's definitely a little bit of like hesitancy in there. Um, but I think, I think anybody feels that going into something new. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, oh, I, I want to say that I feel pretty confident in at yeah. least that first lap. So it seems like normal feelings. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know like with, we, uh, I ran a 50 miler, um, back in November, I did the dead horse one. Um, and I, it had been a rough year of training for me the previous year we had done the hundred. So this is like my first ultra back from the hundred. Yeah. Trying to get back at it. And, uh, it, it's, it'd been a rough year of training and I, and it hadn't exactly gone and, period. <laughs> hadn't exactly <laughs> gone as planned. And I remember feeling almost exactly like you, like, so like I'd done it before, so I knew I could do it, but, but, so that's a little different than me and you, but I remember just being like, I'm confident in the first like 25 miles. And yep. then after that, I'm like, who knows what happens? Yep. <laughs> that's, that's the exciting thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, that's exactly how I feel. Um, as far as like, all right, that first lap, that first 25 miles, I got it. After that, who knows? It's just going to be a mental battle after that, I feel like. And so I'm just keeping my head in it. And so I was just going to say, that's what's exciting about ultra races. Even elite ultra runners, you just never know what's going to happen in a 50 mile race and a hundred mile race. Even if you're 100% prepared, anything can happen, you know? So much time. It's so much time. Hey, beginner trail and ultra runners. If you're interested in private coaching or a customized workout plan, head over to Instagram at pine tree running, where I'll help you find your strength. So I'm, I'm curious, do you have some kind of plan for, I, I'm going to say when, when things go wrong, because things always do, right? You, there's yeah. no such thing as a perfect race. What, what is oh. kind of your plan of, of when you start to struggle on this next race? Yeah. Um, I guess I haven't really thought about what the plan is too much um, other than understand that things pass. Right. So like I think about, you know, blisters, right. If you get a blister or something like that um, I've had blisters before and I've lived. Right. So just like keeping that, that mental state in mind that, Hey, this isn't like, I'm not going to die from this. Um, I can keep going. Let it, let it, let the nagging take take 30 seconds or so, and then just kind of move on with it. Right. And I think that's, that's kind of the plan, you know, whether the stomach turns or the, you know, I roll an ankle or, uh, 
any number of things that happen is just realize that they are going to, they are going to happen. Those little things are going to happen, but give them their peace, give them their time. Um, you know, whether that you need to walk a half mile or you need to, you know, take 10 minutes or something like that, like take it, but then move on. Like, just know that it's going to pass. You're not going to die. Well, hopefully not going to die. Um, but (laughs) most things you're probably not going to die from. And so, um, know that you're going to be able to get through it and, and move on. And, um, and I, I think just taking really what the race day gives you, right. I think one of the, one of the hard things that I did with the last race is I set, I set little time goals for each aid station per se. I'm like, Hey, like I want to make it here within this. And I want to make it here within this. And that was like for like a perfect race. And in my head, once I missed that first, well, like the third one, I think like, I was like, Oh, the race is over. Like, and I, I kind of got in my head and defeated myself. And really, yeah. I just need to, I need to take what the race is giving me because who knows that next 10 minutes, like 10 minutes after me feeling bad, like I could feel great. I could feel, you know, I, I think y'all go, or we all go through different waves, if you will, um, while we're on these long runs and, you know, it's so much time. Um, and, and the cutoff for this one's like 20 hours. So you know, there's a lot of time that I can still get out there and finish the race. And so, yeah. Wow. Derek, you're a wise human. I know. I feel like you speak as if you've been running ultras your whole life. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, like, as you say that, um, you know, and thinking back on the ultras that we've done, like the whole, like it comes, everything passes. Like, as you say that, like, I, I don't know if I've, really thought that mentally in my head a lot but looking back it all has passed for the most part when we face when crap hits the fan and we've been out there and you know and it's mile you know 35 and blisters are there and <laughs> and uh, the stomach is starting to turn you know but it we just yet like what you said, we've slowed down, you know, we tried to address it the best that you can slow down, take it a little easier, but then just keep, keep going. And I think that's a great parallel to life too, to just like, it's not going to kill you. You know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. (laughs) And I really love what you said about giving, giving the issues their time. You know, if you have a blister, if your stomach hurts, give it its time, like feel the pain and then eventually it's gone and you can keep moving. I, yeah. I think that's a great parallel in life when, when we're struggling, like, okay, I hurt right now. I'm going to sit, I'm going to feel this pain for a minute. I'm going to wait for it to pass. I'm going to get up and keep moving. I'm going to, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge the problems and not ignore them, give them yeah. their time and their space, but keep moving and realize it's not going to kill you. I think that's fantastic advice. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, don't, don't take anything lightly i guess in the same term right don't take anything like like if there's a rock in your shoe stop and take the rock out of your shoe yeah right? don't, don't be stupid <laughs> you know? yeah but like like they'll just be like this rock will pass yeah <laughs> this rock's gonna pass no like the rock's gonna stay in your shoe and then you have bigger issues right so address the small ones and address you know like i i, I think there's there's a lot of learnings there but yeah i think that's kind of the plan whether that's, whether that's right or wrong, I guess we'll find out, but that's, I think it's important to know that those issues are going to come up, um, whether, and you can't foresee which ones they're going to be, um, and just, you know, let them give them their time and then move on. Um, 
but know that it's going to pass. And so, yeah. Well, we're really excited to hear how, how it goes. We definitely expect an update. Um, next question. Are you ever going to convince your wife to run an ultra with you? Ooh, that, that is the, uh, that is the question there. Um, so she, we just had a baby, um, back this last summer and she just told me, thank you. We just, she just told me that she wants to maybe get back into running. And so I was like, okay, like you, you think you want to go on like some trail runs with me or like more on the roads. And she's like, no, I'm thinking, I think just around the block or so. And so we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We live, uh, just like two minutes south of the, the canal road, which is basically a trail. Yeah. Um, right. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll start there and get her to run on some dirt roads and then convince her that it's not that much difference from a dirt road to a dirt trail. There you go. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's but. a good plan. I like that plan. Yeah. <laughs> Just ease her into it. <laughs> ease her into it. And then I'll, maybe I'll sign her up for a race and not tell her till it's raced it. No, I'm just like tomorrow you're running marathon. <laughs> and then and then when she's running that skyline marathon and she calls you and wants to quit, you say, Now remember what you told me? We paid money, you're finishing. <laughs> paid money, you're finishing this thing. <laughs> um, so we just before we wrap things up, we wanted to ask a few technical questions because I know. Um, we actually started this podcast when we, um, well, we had the, I, I had the idea, we didn't start it, but I had the idea about starting this podcast when I was training for my first 50 miler, because I was like, I want, like, I just want help knowing like how to make a training plan, There's you know, a lot of information like, out there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I just want to finish it. Um, so I'm just curious about this time around with training, like, what kind of miles per week are you putting on? You should, you're about in peak training mode right now, or might start tapering about now. So what did it, what did your training weeks look like? I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah. So, um, I think I probably have one of the lighter training loads out of, I don't know anybody that I've kind of asked about how they've trained for an ultra. Um, but, um, I was, probably a little bit before these peak weeks. Um, I was averaging somewhere around 30 to 35 miles a week. Um, but it was more so I wasn't really looking at miles per se. Um, I was more so looking at time on feet. Okay. Um, and you know, whether that be, you know, some slower miles or some, you know, longer runs or things like that. Um, but I was, I was more so looking at the like 10 hour range. Um, so how many, you know, how many hours I could be on feet and then, during these peak, um, I actually have it up right here, but during these, uh, during these peak weeks, it's been up more close to 50, 50 miles a week. Um, okay. a little bit more time on feet during these. And, um, a lot of times it's been back to back long runs. So I'll do like a, you know, like a 20, 20 miler and then do like a 16 miler the next day or like a couple 15s back to back or, um, and, and that's kind of how I've been doing it is, um, just like learning to run on tired legs. Cause that first, like, like, like I was saying, Jacob, like we can make it that first 25 miles, like we're confident, but then we got to be confident that we can run on tired legs and we can make it yeah. over. And so that's, that's really what I've been kind of focusing on is like those back-to-back runs. Um, I like and that. then just recovery. Um, so like making sure that I take time to, to, to recover and not, you know, you know, always just hammering, 
hammering it down and making sure that I go on some recovery hikes and things like that. So do you do any cross training at all? Um, I have, I have a row machine. I did some cycling earlier, um, in, in the training cycles there. Um, I did some cycling, but, um, biking and rowing, biking and rowing is basically it. Um, I did, I did some, or I've been doing some strength training, um, basically since we started this, uh, since I started this, um, plan, I guess, or this program. And when you um, say strength training, what, what, what kind of stuff are you doing? Just plyometric stuff. So, okay. um, yeah. So nothing in the weight room or anything like that, but just, I don't know, body weight stuff. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. I feel like that is such a realistic, tangible training plan I, for, for a lot of people listening. I feel like when you look up ultra training plans, if you look it up on Google, it's like a hundred miles a week or even in some like ultra books, like I always mention, mention training for the uphill athlete. Um, it, it talks about, you know, before you run 50 miles, you need to run 400 hours a year for like three years and just these crazy numbers. But I, I feel like that is just so solid and, and that will definitely get you slash someone across the finish line. That sounds really similar to kind of where we're at usually, you know, kind of on average 30, 35 miles. We also focus more on time on feet. And then during our peak weeks, we do get up to around 50, 50 mile range. Yeah. I think, I just think, I think that is like a really good rule of thumb, like beginner ultra runner, like training plan right there. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if it pays out, um, towards (laughs) the end. Um, but, um, it's a hard, it's hard to balance, you know, a full-time job and, and having a baby and, you know, making sure there's family time and making sure, you know, that you're not, you're not missing out on valuable moments and, and making sure that you get in your training. Right. And so, um, waking up earlier, running later at night, um, or, you know, those are the two, I guess, extremes that I play in, uh, when it comes to some of those longer runs is all right. I, you know, we have stuff going on in the morning. Can I run, you know, run, starting at 9 um, p.m. And then, um, yeah. And so it, it's, it's hard. It's hard to fit it all in. So, yeah, I mean, 10 hours a week, that's a lot. That's a lot of time. Yeah. It's a part-time job. <laughs> basically, basically. Resources. What resources have you used? Are there any books, websites, people that have kind of helped you in your journey? Yeah. Um, so obviously getting yourself a friend like Josh, Josh, Brian, again, plug for his prior, prior episodes. Friends, on his I feel like sponsored by Josh. <laughs> sponsored by Josh. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I think friends, like having friends that have been there, done it before is always like a huge plus. But if, if you don't, if you don't know anybody that's run an ultra, it's not to say that it's out of the realm of possibility. Like there's a lot of really, really good podcasts out there. There's some really good books um, on, on ultra running on trail running. Um, and like there, there's information out there. I think there's obviously like good information and there's, there's unqualified information, but, um, I, I think, I think if you get out there and do, do some research, you know, there's always some good stuff to find, um, some podcasts like, um, trail runner nation, I think has always been pretty solid as far as getting some, yeah, getting some good experts on there and, and making sure that the information that they're sharing is always fairly top notch. Um, and then your local running shop is like, 
Like if you want to find like a group to go running with or some individuals, like go hang out there for a little bit. And I'm sure you'll run into, you know, the melodies and the, the Josh's of the world. And so our, our local running shop is the Utah running shop here in Ogden. And it's so fun to just, whenever I go there to get stuff, I, I literally just end up people walk in and I'm like, Oh, Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. And we, I just end up hanging out there. It's so fun. So we should go to run sometime, you know? So I think that's great advice. Our last question for you is what advice would you give someone who has never signed up for an ultra race and they're thinking about it? What would you tell them? Just do it. Just do it. Nike. No, I'm just, Sorry. <laughs> but really, but really, um, I would, I would say, you know, find, find one that you, you feel interested in something that, that draws you to it. Right. Don't, I wouldn't say not that there's bad races or good races, but find something that, that interests you, whether it's a place that you want to go to, or, um, you know, a site that you want to see along the way, um, find, find a race that's interesting to you and then sign up for it. Make sure you have enough time to train for it, but then make a plan and, and get it done. Um, that's, I don't know, jump, jump into it. Just jump in. Like there's the waters are warm. Like, um, come on over. There's lots of people that are willing to help you, help you get there and, um, give you advice, go on runs with you. Um, just reach out and, uh, like, I'm, yeah, I would say just, just go, just go and get it done. So if people, if someone was listening to this and they're like, I want to reach out to Derek, how could they, <laughs> how could they reach out to you? Oh, there's a, I, I guess you can find me on Instagram. Um, that's, that's how Melody got in contact with me. So I guess I do actually check it as much as I say I don't. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, in, Instagram probably is. And what's Instagram. your, what's your Instagram name? I don't even know. Instagram uh, handle. That's okay. I'll, I'll put will it in put the it, show yes. notes. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Put it in our show notes, everyone. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not super like in the social media or anything like that. I don't know. I, I'd give you my phone number, but I'm afraid I get some creeps or something like that. Yeah, I think yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. Honestly, <laughs> I realize most of the people we interview are like don't really do a lot of social media. But anyways, just in case someone wants to reach out, that will be in the show notes. So yeah, or or come find me at uh come find me at Trail Trash April 2nd. We got two weeks. So heck yeah. Heck yeah. We are we are excited and and Derek, we might even have you back on the pod to tell us about it if you're all right with that. That would be great. That would be great. And hopefully there's a good tell to tell. So yes. You know, yes. whatever happens, it'll be a great tell. Yes, a great I'm day, sure right? either way, we got a good tell. <laughs> so thank you so much, Derek, um, for coming on. Like this, I've found this, I'm ready to go hit the trails right now after this conversation. Like I've found it very helpful. I found it. I guess, you know, you know, I've only been ultra running for three years and a lot of things that you've said has like kind of made me help me remember and rekindle. I almost feel just from this conversation about the nitty gritty, why we do this and, and you know, what it's like. And I just, I just love it, Derek. And I think you're inspiring for choosing what you do to do what you do. So thanks for coming on and sharing your story. Thanks for having me and thanks for you for putting this on and, and providing a resource for people to, to listen to and, and get some inspiration and, and some ideas out of it. So thank you. And for ever, all our listeners out there, uh, 
make sure you go and join our Facebook page. Not our Facebook page, our Facebook group. We have a page in the group. So. Total 100. So that's a great place to find and make friends yes. and ask questions. We've created a group for beginner ultra runners called Trail to 100. So also, go out there and, and uh, follow it. Come join it. Don't follow it, but join, join it, it and be a part of it <laughs> as we create that community. Also, rate us on Spotify and like our Instagram, Trail to 100. This episode was brought to you by Jacob the Running Realtor. Next time you move in the state of Utah, hire a realtor who understands the importance of living where you love to run. Contact me through jacobtherunningrealtor.com. That is jacobtherunningrealtor.com. Live where you run.